0: This week, we look at the man who ushered in a new era of matinee idol in the, in the 1950s, spent some time in the 70s with a movie that Quentin Tarantino cites as one of his favorites, so much so that he named his company after it, and zoomed forward in time to the noughties with a film that qualifies both as an island movie and as an exception to our titular rule. Welcome to They Don't Make 'em Like They Used To. Yes, uh, you are listening to Sunshine Radio at St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. My name is Tosin, and I will be your host for the next hour. With with me is the ever-present, except for when he's not here, Sean. Oh, yeah. How are you doing, Sean? Yeah,
1: good, good, yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Yes, and a warm welcome to our friends in the Luckham Ward today. More on that later. Today, we did not go around our pet ward, Alverston, but we will explain that later. And uh, now, what do we do on this show, I hear you ask? Well, first of all, we talk about old movies. We talk about films that were made before 1980s. Well, before 1980, and we talk about how lovely these films were and how great they were and how things would change and how it was different when all this around here was fields and stuff like that. And we go through four main areas. We talk about a bona fide classic. We always kick off with a bona fide classic that we say, this is a crowd pleaser. Anybody should go watch this film. Then we go into the hospital and we have a patient choice where we speak to the patients and we ask them a couple of questions. Usually... Tell us the story of the first time you went to the cinema and also what's your favorite film of all time. Then we go into a hidden gem. Now this is a film that has not got a wide release or hasn't got a wide appreciation, but we still think this is worth it. People should know about this film. And we will introduce you to a film like that today. And we shall end off with an, and today we shall end off with an island movie. And now at uh, what we call it, the feature Isle of movies. And today's interpretation of that brief is that we shall be talking about a movie that is set on an island, not unlike the Isle of Wight. But first up today is our bonafide classic, suggested to us on Facebook by our regular contributor, You Chis. Now, if you would like to suggest films that we really should watch and, like, you know, talk about on this show, find us on our Facebook page, and that's just, they don't make them like they used to on Facebook, you'll find us. Uh, or if you like to make a request for someone who happens to be in the hospital, visit our website at sunshineradioiow.com. To put a request in and choose what show you like that to be played out on at what time of the week. So back to Facebook. On Facebook, Chis suggested *East of Eden*, a film that is loudly proclaimed by its own poster as the film that propelled James Dean to superstardom. Sean, what do, what do
1: you reckon about that? Yeah, I reckon that's 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 not a bad uh, not a bad little tagline to to put on a movie, and and it probably did. Um, he, it was his first. I guess it was his first you know major feature that he was in yeah he was only in three wasn't he at the end of the day um yeah so it was a, it was a uh, it was a famous book written by john steinbeck originally a book yep I, I think a lot of steinbeck films have been made into books i mean grapes of wrath and of mice and men or the other the, way around or the other <laughs> way <around>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway back to east of eden so uh this basically is a a film i guess you could say it's a little bit cain and abel it's like okay you know hence i think the title least of eden is is to do with two brothers two brothers um uh one of the brothers gets lots of praise from his father and the other brother james dean cow doesn't mm-hmm. is not you know he feels he doesn't feel loved and he's always trying to look for for um approval from his father and like praise and he wants wants all this praise and he's always okay a bit bit of sibling rivalry and stuff
0: okay we'll be back in a second we'll be back in a second to talk about this but first of all here is the theme music from east of eden Yes, the opening theme for East of Eden. So you were so you, oh, just before we went to play that you were talking about how the, the story of East of Eden essentially echoes that Cain and Abel story, the biblical Cain and Abel Cain story. And, yep. And I think like I'm just looking at you saying that even the names of the brothers are Cal and Aaron. <laughs> so it's it's
1: kind of like a very sort of like thinly veiled, <laughs> veiled thinly veiled Cain and Abel story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um there's obviously as in, in most films, between siblings, between brothers, there's a, there's a lady involved, you know, a girl. that's um, uh, <laughs> So that there's a bit of rivalry there as well, and and well, actually have uh, a fallen out. But it's um, uh, basically the story of this James Dean wanting to be approved by his father. You know, yeah. He needs he needs approval by his father, and he tries lots of different ways. But his mother actually is in. Um, she she runs a brothel. Okay. So the mother the the father's really really religious and yeah quite stern, and the mother runs a brothel. And he has to go and visit his mother and ask for some money so that he can b- create like a bean field so that he can make some money that he can give to his father because his father's lost a lot of money in.
0: Oh, because his father's a farmer.
1: farmer because they're, yeah. they're
0: all farmers in this. Okay.
1: And he's lost a lot of money. So um, James Dean, Cow obviously wants to try and recuperate his money for him. So he goes to ask his mum for, mm-hmm. for some money because his father wouldn't even so, so I
0: guess, like, it's if, if you go back to the whole biblical thing, so they go, like, the religious father, so that would be, like, what,
1: God or something like that. God, yeah, or yeah, like be, try- maybe Adam and Eve and his mum's well, Eve. Maybe his mum like, the this fallen, like fallen, yeah. evil woman is <laughs> it? Kind of so. Yeah, so she's like Eve. She's the, the, the bad one. And that, I mean, the girl that comes between the brothers probably is a bit of an Eve-type character as well. Okay. But, but yeah, so I think you've got Dad, who's Adam, very righteous, and then you've got Eve, who's... Well, yeah, runs a brothel, melt, runs a brothel, and <laughs> yeah. generally, yeah. you know, not a, not a nice character. But like she says, I think there's a bit in the film where she says, "Well, you know, I run this thing. I can walk in here at daylight, and you get all the all the other people come in at night time, you know, and sort of skulk in." Whereas she's quite open about it. She's quite. Yeah. Mm. So, so with with this film, already, so it's it's it's
0: quite okay. This was directed by Eli Eli Kazan, who also did like on the waterfront and stuff like that. Yeah, ended up getting blacklisted during the whole McCarthy witch hunts and all that because this was made in '55 before that all kicked off big time. And um, so it's directed by Eli Kazan. It's who is quite a well-known director, quite well-known director, quite big director, yeah, yeah. And it's it seems like it's a it's quite a bit of an ensemble piece because you have all these different people, all these different characters, but it's mainly remembered or is mainly, it seems that like even when it was released, it was mainly noticed because of the fact of James Dean. The fact that this was the first film he was ever in. Okay, what, what do you reckon about this whole, so James Dean, like <coughs> he died like decades ago, like probably he died almost half a century ago. Yeah, yeah. He died almost half a century. And there's still this kind of like, it's a bit like with Marilyn Monroe. There's still this kind of fascination with James Dean and everything that he did or could have done or didn't get a chance to do. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. And <laughs> Excuse <Yeah>. me. Sorry.
1: So <laughs> no,
0: yeah, so there's th- there's still this this fascination with it. So, from East of Eden, if you're watching this, like, okay, this is the first film. Like, this thing this, this guy's shown up in. Do you actually reckon it's that much of a star thing, or is is there is there a bit of the whole James Dean thing that is manufactured, or is it actually was there actually something there, I, like right from his first film?
1: Well, I think we. You mentioned this actually. You picked up on this point about matinee idols, and, yep, yep, and I yep. guess in the fifties. You know, things were starting to change. Sort of, you know, it was ten years after the war. Yeah. And as we know, the the matinee idols of the the forties were all very clean cut, Cary Grant type characters. Yeah. And I guess in the fifties, uh, you know, rock and rolls was starting. They were getting rock a bit and roll, rebellious. Everything. Yeah, motorbikes. So it was all. So it was very. You know, it, it would have really, really appealed to teenagers. I think it was like, oh yeah, there's this real broody character and no you don't think
0: so oh no make no no actually sense. no 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 the, 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 sorry I, I just made a weird look on my face i think that's because you just i'm thinking about it, i'm thinking actually yeah because this is probably about the time when they started when people started realizing that teenagers were uh where you could market to teenagers and you could make money off yeah. teenagers
1: yeah there was a lot of i mean the 50s was a was a boom time in america wasn't it really? yeah and you had these cars and and drive-in movies and, oh, yeah. and they were really coming so and it's and it's like, usually like the youth that you'll be aiming so so, that's, so, yeah, it's kind of like before this, the
0: matinee idols were people who were aiming more at, like, you know, the mums and the, the dads yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And this is. And this is probably the first time where they said, "Look, we're going to aim at young people." Young and people. James Dean was kind of like the herald of aiming. Oh, good God! I never thought about it that way.
1: <laughs> you know, it's just—I mean, I mean, maybe not, but that's just what I feel. What you know, do they don't make them like they used to? <laughs> we're an educational service, <laughs> <laughs> educational historical service. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you think about that other film—is one of his other films, "Rebel Without a Cause." You mm-hmm. know, it's it's like isn't it it's the, you know they have the, the car racing and the, yeah the, you know. yeah
0: yeah because i mean rebel without a cause straight away i mean even even though you even if you haven't seen the film you've seen the poster or anything like that and you can see it as like he's dressed up to look almost iconic what with the jacket and the hair and everything like that sort of like white t-shirt on the blue jeans and all that and you, you can see that it's it's almost sort of set up that he's, and it says it in the title, Rebel Without a Cause, that that's set up, that's set up to be like a rally young people thing or give young people what they want and make them think, yeah, yeah, mum and dad suck.
1: That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that. like that. I mean, teens are always rebellious, aren't they? Or they, you know. Um, I remember seeing this thing on TV, and it, it was a show, it was all about rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like this old ad where it goes, rock and roll has got to go, now, look at these typical teenagers, and they show some like with the with the pleated skirts and, yeah, the yeah, yeah. and then they show this other lot with like leather jackets and the girls with tight tight, <laughs> tight jeans and. one of the, yeah, like, the coats, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hair, yeah. Flicking their hair back <laughs> with all the gel in it. So, yeah, so, but I, I, I guess that was a transitional period, really, you know. Um, so, yeah, it would have been an ideal film to make mm. at an ideal time. And I mean, he is, I mean, He's a good-looking guy, isn't he? James yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, James just like, James yeah. was a good-looking guy, yeah. And uh, again, also, I think there's a myth as where he died early. You know, look, you said Marilyn Monroe, yeah, um, Elvis, and any briefly anybody who dies just as they're becoming big, yeah. Obviously sticks in the mind of people
0: because oh. get, I get almost people sort of like imagine what it is they could have been and then, have been, yeah. and they just go oh it would have been this it would have been that it would have changed the world it would have blah blah it's kind of like you know Marilyn Monroe JFK all those all uh, those yeah all those people
1: but it's great because it's good for conversation and it's good for fun and you know it, it gets people talking yeah yeah yeah
0: it's great James Dean died because <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah
1: but, maybe not so much but um.
0: Yeah, okay. Because the thing is, with with um, James Dean as well. So, but from your point of view, let's okay. Let's try and take away all the star stuff and all the sort of like aura and everything like that. Do you think James Dean was a good actor? Uh,
1: I, I think he probably was, but he played very similar roles. Um, yeah. So uh, no, well, but in but,
0: say... but in Giant, he got to age, didn't he? Yeah, he did age in Giant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he was, I, w- I wouldn't say he was a uh, a star actor from a personal point of view, not like like, like Brando. But, yeah, because um, that's Bran-
0: yeah. Brando seems to be the obvious comparison, comparison. that he would have with James yeah. Dean. Like, you know, sort of like young films, Rebel, that kind of stuff and all that. And then, but obviously Brando went on to actually have like a fuller career because he, right. just, he just stayed alive.
1: You know, um, I, mean, I mean, some Brando performances in his later films, like, like The Godfather. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if Dean could have, if he did still been alive could have made films like Apocalypse now or, yeah you know so yeah it's an interesting interesting concept because he was was quite young so yeah you know he could have ended up being like a, a really really good actor
0: <laughs> yeah well well yeah I'm just wondering because obviously like okay, so Tib says this he says this film um East of Eden he says oh the classic or the hands down classic and everything like that you got to watch this one you got to watch this film and so would you say is it what do you think is, is about is it the Steinberg story? Is it the Steinbeck story? Is it the actual like, Azan film that he made or that he ended up making or is it just the fact that it's James Dean? And if it is James Dean, is it a good act, good performance or just it's, the fact it's, that it's James Dean? Is it just a star quality?
1: I would say it's a, a good performance, but it all comes together because of all of those things that you've said, you know, okay. I think it, it's it, it's a combination with the with the director and the supporting actors as well. You know, it's it's yeah, I would say it's a combination of things. So I wouldn't say he would be a great actor, but yeah, it was a, it was a good performance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, I mean Steinbeck movies, I think they can pull out some really good. In, um, I mean I really liked *Of Mice and Men*. Yeah, the, you know the, which um, the Burgess Meredith version, okay. which I think is great. You know the original one. How uh, you compare it to the Malkovich one? But that's great as well. Malkovich is great, but yeah, 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 slightly yeah. different. Anyway, we're going off track. Different, different like, eras. Yeah, different, different eras. But uh, yeah east of eden it's a it's a good movie yeah you know it's fun to watch with your girlfriend or whatever you know (laughs) 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 cool good stuff so like
0: a a, a big sort of melodrama Melodrama. also like a
1: biblical melodrama
0: moved to the
1: american well uh, yeah it was filmed around um in sort of mid california oh yeah So around the 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 bay area yeah Uh, there's a lot of wineries and fields and um in that area monterey Yeah. yeah and salinas all around that area yeah it's lovely i'm gonna go visit in there soon you're gonna you? <laughs> you're gonna go i'm gonna go yeah. james dean <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah all right okay cool i mean it's funny because the
0: last couple of weeks i was like we've is it, it seems like all have been talking about has been star appeal because we spoke about like uh, jack nicholson in okay yeah who i mean for my money, is is a good actor. He is is a really really good. He's a good actor, but he kind of always plays himself. He plays himself, yeah. yeah. So
1: you see that. I, I think we had this conversation before. You've got stars, and You've yeah. got what I think actors, actors. now. Yeah. Now Nicholson, yeah. I mean, I love him, but he is, plays. He, he plays. <laughs> he, plays, he, plays, he, plays he plays. a version of himself. Yeah, yeah he, he plays,
0: plays a version, version of himself. And whenever he, so that's whenever he tweaks it slightly and even like that. When he plays OCD Nixon in like as good as it gets, it's actually kind. of Oh yeah, this is a bit different. different. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you had that. We had Paul Newman when we spoke about Cool Hand Luke. Um, we had uh, who, who uh, we talk about Bert Reynolds last Bert week. Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. So who I think those those are all they They were all people. I think probably more Newman and Reynolds. I'd say who are like you know actors who. Who well they're stars and they because they looked good and everything like that they became stars but they managed to do good work with good it work with it yeah. and and James Dean is somebody who I always wonder I always wonder about him like you know like I know we're talking about star appeal again yeah yeah how much of it was just kind of this hype that was built around him it's a bit like it's a bit like the the Beatles when the Beatles went to America I, I always wonder like how much of it was that they were Good, how much of it was manufactured, how much of it was just that there wasn't really anything there yeah. at the moment when they when they showed up. And then all of a sudden people were like, We're gonna to attach to them. It's a bit like and even if you bring it to today, I think one direction. One direction, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking that <laughs> those guys came in and just because there was nobody for teenage girls to scream about and they just filled this void. And once they filled the void, it was just like there was this. Need, it's more like it was more like it was the need of the teenagers to have somebody to worship. Yeah, that yeah. that made them big than it was anything that. well, they played a big part more than it was anything of them themselves. And sometimes I wonder with James Dean whether it was just kind of like he just showed up at a time when teenagers were essentially ready, ready to rebel, yep. ready to have their own culture, ready to have their own say. And I think, um, like you know, you say like Carl, the way he is in there, and the way he's in Rebel Without a Cause. It's all, yeah, I think it's that teenage
1: something. angst. I think that's what it captured about the, you, you know, because it was always, I guess, teenagers were, were nobody ever listened to them. Nobody yeah, ever, and and they could really relate to that on screen, you know. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, I can see, you know, especially in Rebel Without a Cause, they're like, yeah. oh, I could really feel like that, you know. I'm not being paid attention to, and they don't. I'm not understood, and. You know, so it it would really appeal to that side of a teenage nature, I think. And having a teenage door, I know what it's like. (laughs) I know what teenage (laughs) angst is like. (laughs) Well, you're on the receiving end. I'm on the receiving end. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Cool. Uh, And so we have that. So, so yeah. Then occurred to me that yeah, James Dean probably because I know I saw a documentary a while back that was talking about the rise of the teenager, Mm -hmm. or like you know, it was actually it was a documentary film. It was just called Teenage, and it was talking about how. I think before Second World War there wasn't really people were really talking about teenagers or anything like that it wasn't like a recognised thing, it wasn't a culture after the Second World War it, it, there was this culture about teenagers and I feel like James Dean probably kicked that off, it, it probably was part of the beginning where they sort of like, "Well,
1: yeah that is a culture that's what we're going to be, this is what we're going to stand for I mean I think I think somebody probably a bit earlier like Frank Sinatra that had a lot of appeal for the, the, the teenagers, you know the bobby socks and things but I think Probably these films where it showed the actual angst and 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 teenagers could really relate to. It was it was a lot more about anger, anger. Yeah, it was a lot more about
0: anger than it was about just having a good time and going for a dance or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so it's a good point there. Okay, so uh, we've been talking about that, but I think, okay, last couple of weeks, of we said, we've been speaking about the star appeal thing, but we really need to talk about a film with a, f- with a female lead soon.
1: We do, yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we
0: need to, we need Sharon. Because at the moment, I was, I, was look, I was looking back and I was going, wait a second, man, 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 man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's why we had Sharon on this show, but Sharon has been on holiday for the last two weeks. I think that's I just sh- selfish of her. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it would be good, because we need some, some, I think, you know, sorry to any ladies out there, it does seem very <laughs> male orientated at the moment, so we're Try and address that fact sharon we're getting you back next week we need something with a woman in it with a woman in a big
0: role as well or maybe it's just the hollywood sexist but that's a discussion for another time well there's a
1: <laughs> film coming out soon maybe we could discuss that later um uh, life suffragette
0: oh suffragette yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yes so, yes suffragette.
1: So, you know and i mean uh, i was listening to a film program on the radio and it was saying uh, they're talking to meryl streep and she was saying you know it's really difficult it's even even at this time it's difficult to get some strong yeah female leads Yeah, well, that that's been an age-old complaint has, yeah, for yeah, women yeah. And, and even some okay we'll talk about that later yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah there was something i was thinking
0: we'll move on we'll move on okay cool thanks so much thank you very much for that tip and now um every friday afternoon i walk around alverston ward in the hospital and ask patients two questions number one tell us the story of the first time you ever went to the cinema and number two what is your favorite film of all time now, I remember one week I was walking around Alveston and I walked into this um walked into this bay. So, you know how in the hospital they have all these bays and they have like six beds in them. And so this had six beds in them, but it was all empty apart from one guy in one, in one bed in a corner. And so this guy was sat down there with two people in a uniform I thought was like a police uniform. And I thought, oh, my God, maybe something happened to a policeman and two of his mates have come in to come see him. And then as I was walking up to the bed, I got close to the bed and I realized that he was handcuffed to the actual bed. And I was standing there going, why is the guy handcuffed to the bed? And uh, and as I was walking up, them saying, hi, I'm from Sunshine Radio and all that kind of stuff. Little by little, two by two started, like, clicking in my head. And I realized that there's a prison just across the road. Just across the road. Just across the road. Yeah, two prisons just across the road from the hospital. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, yeah, I guess, like, there's prisons, there's prisoners, and sometimes prisoners are going to get ill, and they're going to need some... So I figured out that this guy was from the prison. Uh, he was actually a prisoner, and they'd been brought in by, and the two guys who I thought were his police mates were actually the guards who were guarding him while he was in the prison. And so while I, while this was occurring to me, and I was freaking out slightly, and I kind of went, I kind of walked up, and I was like, hi, I'm from Sunshine Radio, and we are asking people, like, a couple of questions about, like, you know, first film they ever saw in the cinema. Would you be okay to be asked? And the guy, one of the guards just looked at me and just went, "No." I was, "Oh, thank you, bye," and just rushed rushed out of the place. Now today, Sean and I were walking around the hospital, and this happened again. Although, <laughs> although this time around, it was a whole lot friendlier. I it would was, say. yeah. It was a whole lot friendlier. We got to speak to one of the one of the prison guards, and this is what he had to say about the first one he ever saw in the cinema. Oh, wrong
2: one. With a bit of a Disney film, I guess it would have been something like Bambi, I guess, my first film. But I ain't got a clue what the songs are. Oh, no, no I haven't. You used to watch Howard Lloyd, Don't Tell Lies. Don't listen to him. (laughs) Um, I think my auntie took me, I think, when I was about five. Uh, I think I got sick on popcorn. that was about it I think really. That's all I can remember.
0: And how about the film itself? Do you remember much about the film?
2: Oh yes, I've seen it many a time since with my children, yeah. But uh No, I can't remember. It used to be in the Savoy, down at Newport the the picture house we went to, but yeah. About
0: when you think about Bambi, what stands out the most for you? Is it like a scene? Is it a bit of a story? Yeah,
2: when the mother got shot, sad, all the kids cried. Yeah. Teaches you that uh, life still goes on, though, doesn't it? Right. Did you
0: did you get that when you watched it the first time as a kid? Did you get the fact that his mum had got killed? Because you didn't
2: oh. actually see that, but. No, 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 you got it, you got it all right, yeah. And then Big Dad come in and. No, no, here, big Big Dad come in and stepped up the to the plate then he and took over as his guardian so yeah so yeah very good yeah
0: yes so uh, we always we've had bambi on the show before we have we've spoken about bambi on the show before and uh so we obviously there's the april bambi's not one of these disney films that has songs everywhere it has like a couple of bits where they use music and all that kind of stuff we played april showers the last time But this time round, I want you to imagine that you are a friend and you are, this is like, you know, the first time you're actually going to the cinema, you sat down there, you get in there, you get your popcorn, you sit down, the lights go down, and then this plays to usher in the first experience you're ever going to have of the silver screen. Yes, and that is the opening theme for Bambi. Uh, thank you very much for that, uh, prisoner officer who must not be named. <laughs> yeah,
1: there was actually uh, whoever it was who mentioned Harold Lloyd. I, I, I yeah, the, talk, because <laughs> the, there, were, there were two Lloyd. of them. On, the the yeah. other guy in the background <laughs> spoke about Harold Lloyd movies. Yeah. So yeah, Harold Lloyd. I think he was he was trying to be um, say that you know he's, he's ancient or whatever. But Harold Lloyd was I I, I quite like some of his movies. Silent silent film star. Okay. Yeah huge amounts did all his own stunts you know and I mean we're talking real serious stunts like buildings falling on top of him and he'd just be in the window oh yeah, win- yeah a, oh that was Harold Lloyd and and hanging off the clock there's like plain thing when he's hanging oh, Cla- off the clock yeah you know I always thought that was Buster Keaton no 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 that's Harold Lloyd Buster oh, right. Keaton did like the general he was the same sort of thing But yeah 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 but um yeah Harold Lloyd he was uh
0: so does he predate, does Harold Lloyd predate the Keaton? the same time. Around about, about the same, same time. time, yeah. But he that predates Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so just thought we'd mention that. But back to Bambi. Bambi pops up a lot, and especially that song, doesn't it? Well, which one? The, 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 the April Showers? April Showers. Oh, yeah, do, 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 we didn't play April Showers. <laughs> which is why we played the other one, because... because uh, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. we played the other one a couple of times. It, though, it just like. shows you what influence Disney has on people, doesn't it? Yeah. Really, I mean... Yeah, because you
0: know. the funny thing is that why we were even there, when we were even there, because also we spoke to one of the guys there, and he said that you know it was Bambi was the first one he saw, and the other guy said he was it was Robin Hood that he saw. So yeah, yeah, and we were just sort of going and 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 they mentioned the fact that um or if you ask kids nowadays they'll probably say it was Tangled or Frozen or, frozen. or something like that, and it's the fact that you look at it and you do actually think that I made a comment. It was like it was like Disney, Disney providing your childhood memories for fifty years. Or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that the, they've they've sort of kept the strangle
1: hold on like you know on 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 childhood childhood yeah, yeah well i remember when i was you know my sort of pre-teens teens teenage years there used to be i think i've said this before many times there used to be a cinema called the continental oh yeah and Every holiday, school holidays, they'd show a Disney film, but mm-hmm. yeah, Snow White, Bambi, Pinocchio, and there would be queues. Seriously, there'd be queues all around right. the corner, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just remember because I mean, there wasn't really TV, was just three stations, black and white, and, yeah, yeah. I, I mean,
0: even with us, I mean, I remember the couple of years when I was up in London before moving to the island there were a group of us that used to get together and have Disney nights where we would just essentially get together and watch like two or three Disney movies each night and everything like that because they, I think, okay, well, Disney, if you look at the history, people say all sorts of stuff and all that kind of stuff and whatever you want to say about him, it, he, he, he just figured out how to make like, you know, childhood and childhood memories a very sort of capitalist business model thing. And uh, and but, but but at the same time, you think about Disney movies and they're just like joyous pieces of
1: magic yeah 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 they are but I mean some of them are quite dark aren't they yeah yeah some of them are really dark I mean Pinocchio Oh, of, yeah, Pinocchio. Which always pops up again. Yeah, yeah, Pinocchio. Plodio. The bit where they and turn Bambi's into donkeys. Yeah. Oh, good God. That's that's like really, really scary. And even in Bambi,
0: where he was talking about, like, you know, Bambi's mum getting shot, which is just, that's just gone down in folklore.
1: It has gone down. It's in gone on the
0: folklore though. of movies, just about, like, you know, that moment where Bambi's, I think a lot of people have referred to it as, you know, the loss of innocence. Yeah. Where, where it's like, oh my, what? His mum got shot? Yeah. You mean people's mums can die?
1: That's it. Yep. But, but but in all Disney cat films, there's always a there's always a couple of evil characters, isn't there? And a couple, oh, of, yeah, a couple yeah. of sidekicks. Although in Bambi, is there? I don't know if there is anyone.
0: Evil. Well, no, in Bambi, the evil characters are the are the humans. Humans, yeah. Are the humans who come across and like you know kill the animals and destroy their lovely so idyllic idyllic existence. Yeah. The, and and the funny thing is that you know what he was saying as well about the fact of, well the, I know people always try and read things into Disney movies that. Quite often, I think, are just not there. But there's there's this whole idea of Bambi, how his dad is nowhere near. His yeah. dad is nowhere near, so he's essentially being raised by a single mum. Yeah, he's being raised by a single mum, and then the mum dies, and then after the mum dies, the dad shows up. But uh, uh, but it's so it's, it's this kind of weird thing that you have, where the dad shows up and the dad does look after him and does raise him, in I think in a more gruff way than his mum does. But it's it's kind of like makes me wonder whether there was some kind of political message that was being put in there or something like that but
1: uh, I don't know but it was Bambi was 1942 so Mm. I mean but that was must have been re-released many many times before video and that yeah yeah. so that's quite early isn't it 42 42 yeah Yeah, I mean 38 was what Snow White so so that
0: so that's like going that's during the war yeah during the war yeah and
1: even even I assume 42 the Americans would have been involved as well so I mean, but I don't know if there's any political message in it. Nah, probably not. No,
0: maybe not, maybe not. But everybody remembers it anyway. Everybody (laughs) remembers it.
1: Well, there is, everybody remembers it. And the
0: funny thing I always find about it is that everybody remembers Bambi as the sort of young, legless fawn, and nobody actually points out the fact that Bambi grows up. <laughs> it's like, the fact is that Bambi actually grows up during the course of the film. Whenever you hear Bambi, you never actually hear about-
1: You don't hear about the later part of the you, film, you, do you not really?
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's a, I, I think for a lot of people, the film ends when Bambi's mum dies. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's it. You don't really need to do it. I remember
1: there's a big forest fire, I think, isn't there? There's a forest fire. There's a forest fire, yeah. There's a forest fire, yeah. a forest fire towards the
0: end. I mean, Bambi becomes the king of the forest. forest and he, has, he, he goes all big and tough that's with ec- antlers <laughs> and all, but nobody likes grown- up Bambi no, nobody <laughs> likes antlers in the head I can kick anybody in the forest Bambi everybody likes baby Bambi who can't stand on his legs on the frozen pond everybody likes them I and mean, that's how they want him to remain but nobody likes grow, grow, grown-up Bambi but it's uh, but the funny thing as well is that it's actually a very short film it's about 70 minutes long and I remember when we watched that we were like oh wow and so we bear in mind that most people think like the film ends after his mum dies then that's
1: about 30 minutes that people actually watch of bambi and then they go yeah forget the rest of the film but that 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 it's mum dying in the song, I think. Oh no, but there are some other bits of skate when he goes on the ice. Yeah, when he goes on the ice. And I mean, what's the name of uh, his friends? What's the the, the rabbit, his... the rabbit is Thumper Yeah,
0: the rabbit is Thumper and The skunk, like a skunk, the skunk is Flower. Flower, that's it. The skunk My is Flower. Yeah, yeah, fa- Flower is very camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> flower is very, very camp. <laughs> because oh. I remember, I remember watching it. It's just like he can call me Flower <laughs> if he <laughs> wants to. I'm like, what the heck is going on with that skunk? <laughs> what's going on? There's the f- what? How did they get away with this in the 40s <laughs> but it's it's quite you know it's quite funny but i think it's it's one of those things where bambi generation after generation after generation it just keeps going on and it just keeps getting picked up and people just keep realizing oh this film this film this one they just keep talking about bambi and it doesn't matter i think that film is going to be
1: around for decades decades yeah. decades um, I, just one thing i <laughs> know it's just come into my head because we were talking about skunks did you ever his cartoons with Pepe, Pepe Le Pew? I oh, just, uh, he's just like amazing. I love Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew's like, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I
0: think, okay, which movie star, which movie star was Pepe Le Pew based on, do you reckon?
1: Oh, um, I would say somebody like, um, hmm, that's a good call, good call. You've obviously got someone in your mind. Yep. I don't know, there's a French actor called Franchot Tone, but I don't think it would be him. You'll have to, go on then, you'll have to tell me. Rudolf Valentino. Rudolph, yes, of course. I never thought <laughs> back that far. And the return, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the return, of the quiz,
2: return <laughs> the of the quiz. quiz. Yeah, Rudolph oh, Valentino. Oh, oh. It's, it's like, just ah. the way you used to bounce all yeah, the time, just, didn't it? No
0: matter what. <laughs> I remember was like, Ah, I'm <laughs> <Sharia."> <laughs> <laughs> she likes me. <laughs> Yeah, la la.
1: Yeah, yeah, Oh man, Pepe Le Pew. Okay, Pepe. okay, cool. And then, and then, it, but there's one. I don't know if it happens a lot, but there's one. There's a role reversal where the the cat that's got the white stripe down, there's oh, a black yeah. paint goes down there, and the, yeah. the cat. Starts, he's like, whoa! And he suddenly changes his tune when he's getting chased. By yeah, him. when he's when he's getting chased. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now that now that was a, that was definitely a gender roles message yeah, in that. Those, was those, those cartoons were a lot more sort of like clever than they let on. But <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks a lot for that. I would just like to say thank you once again to a prison officer in the hospital. Thank you for that. Thanks for a nice walk down sort of memory lane for, for well, down Disney memory lane. And now we go to the section of the show where we talk about our hidden gem, where we pick a film that we think this is a film, brilliant film that many people just do not know about or haven't seen or should actually go hunt out if you can find it anywhere and so sean you've chosen the one this week, and could you tell
1: us what film it is that you have chosen okay this film um it's a film from 1977 it never got major released because it's it's quite a violent movie i think, to have a, a it, theme for violent movies anyway but so it never got a a, a major release but this film really influenced tarantino yeah tarantino, Quentin tarantino. I'm sure it. um and this film. He in fact it influenced Tarantino so much that he named a distribu his distribution company Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Um film starring uh William Devane and Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, one of his his, his early roles I think is like about his fourth film. So he's yeah. got hair and he looks really young. <laughs> and uh so it's worth seeing just for that fact and for for some of the li- <laughs> for some of the lines. He doesn't say much, but um he's uh, he's <laughs> It doesn't say a lot, but there's some lines. I mean, it's uh, it's basically a, um, a revenge film.
0: Okay, all right, cool. So I've seen a little bit about this film. So this film, it kicks off with a plane landing back in America. And um, I think this is the plane that's carrying William Devane as it's coming back into America yeah. from the Vietnam War. And, and Tommy Lee Jones, and yeah.
1: They've been prisoners for, like, nine years. They've been in the the Hanoi Hilton for, like, nine years. But they come that's back... A, that's a prisoner of war camp. Prison- yeah, that was in Vietnam. That was, like... Uh, that's what the American POWs used to call their the prison, Hanoi okay. Hilton. Okay, and it, it so and it
0: uh, it so they're flying back in, and it kicks off with this song by Denny Brooks, which I believe is called San Antone. Yeah, so San Antonio by Denny Brooks. So is that? Um, so are they? Is he landing in San Antonio? San or Antonio, yeah. Okay, Which so is he's, on
1: the Mexican border.
0: Okay, yeah. so he, so, so Tommy Lee Jones and William Devane plays characters who've been in a in a Vietnam prisoner pe- of war camp mm-hmm. for seven, uh, nine, nine years, years or yeah. something like
1: that, and they, so they, they come back home, and then what happens? Uh, tell us about it. Okay, so they land, and there's like a big parade from like they do in America. You know, they got bands playing. Yeah, yeah, waiting. yeah
0: like heroes they're, uh, back, like the and heroes, they're, they're back
1: heroes and what the town decides to do is they decide to give william devane a silver dollar for every every day he was in the prison camp so yeah. he's, he's got quite a bunch of money and uh obviously he takes it home his, his his son doesn't really know him uh you know so he's, he's yeah he's lost his relationship there and his wife is you know doesn't really know him and has, has obviously been carrying on with someone else yeah but anyway to cut a long story short some sort of thugs come along, some border thugs, and they decide yeah. they want the money. So they they start to torture him, and they they put his hand in a waste disposal unit. I know this sounds really bad. Well, the thing is because so, I mean, you, you,
0: yeah. you you you've mentioned it already, and the fact that you said this is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies, I'm thinking, okay, straight up, this is going to be a violent film yeah, because yeah. Quentin Tarantino. I think I think he sees some sort of beauty in violence. Quite frankly, a bit I, like Peckinpah.
1: Yeah, that's it, and I think it was that era, you know, that 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 late sixties. Early '70s era was very much, you know, a lot of films are being made because I think the the censorship had become a bit more relaxed during. Oh the yeah, yeah. But back to the movie, anyway. So he has his hand, and, and they're torturing him. But of course, he can take all the torture because they tortured him in Vietnam. So yeah. he's not going to say nothing. And then his wife and child come in, so they decide they're going to kill them. Yeah. And it well, in the end, the the wife gives says, "Yeah, I, I I'll get the coins. I'll get the coins." and so give him the coins and then he shoots the wife and they shoot him as well thinking he's dead but of course he survives yeah so they they shoot the son as well they shoot the son they shoot the and they shoot him and then he sort of comes around and he's got a hook he's got a hook oh wow so <laughs> <clears throat> what he decides he's going to do is he decides he's going <laughs> to he's going to obviously get his revenge so yeah um he sharpens up his hook on a on a grind wheel oh good and, this um, sounds bad already yeah it does and <laughs> and gets himself a, gets himself a Sawn-off double-barrelled shotgun. that's says, and um, it's through the movie. There's a couple of scenes where he's trying to find out where these these guys that robbed him are hanging out. Yeah. And when he finds out, he he goes to see Tommy Lee Jones, who was like a it's master sergeant. Yeah. Who signed up again because he didn't know what else to do. And he goes, there's just this scene where they're in there. Tommy Lee Jones. He goes, I've I've found the people like that. And he just says, oh I'll get my stuff. And he's just like. <laughs> they're all sat down they've invited them in there's a Tommy Lee Jones family and that and then they just get up and they go and they go after these guys and it's just it's just a really really good movie and it's, it's great I think William Devane really thought it was one of his best movies he really enjoyed playing that role
0: yeah, because yeah. I mean, William Devane is somebody who quite he he never really had a superstar or like you know a, a movie star career. No, and I think nowadays he's he's known more as I know sometimes people say that, you know that guy from that thing. That thing, as, yeah. I <laughs> think the TV he, series. He, yeah, you, you, you see him. He, I know he was in Twenty Four. Yeah. He played like you know a Secretary of State in Twenty Four, and he's he's got the kind of face that you will recognize him if you see him because you you have seen films with him in it, but when you talk about him actually having like a lead role. They're, they're very they're quite scarce they are they so, are indeed yeah so so i think this is this is probably one of the big ones
1: that he got i think this was a role that he was really he really there's there's if, if you go on youtube you can check out a few things because the way he's actually talking about it and tommy lee jones is talking about the, this actual film yeah because it's all of a sudden it's got real cult status and it's it i mean i just see it's released released on blu-ray so yeah obviously it must be getting some recognition now
0: yeah someone reckons they can make money out of yeah. it Yeah,
1: and he shows it was great acting because it was like a silent anger, if you know. What I mean, you could see the anger, you could feel the anger, but mm-hmm. he was so calm about it all, you know, and Oh, we're gonna kill a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not William Devane, that's a, that's a line of uh, Tommy Lee Jones. It's just that's that's I I was looking on on EMDB about some comments about it and it said favourite line from that film and that came up the most. It's it's Tommy Lee Jones, basically. He's um in a in a anyway, with this this lady, and he starts putting his shotgun together, and this lady goes, "What are you gonna do?" And he says, "We're gonna kill a bunch of people." And it's just the, a line like that. That's the favorite line that. that, yeah, I that guess comes in. Yeah, well, it's, it's just so like so so matter of fact. So matter of fact, yeah but,
2: yeah.
0: but something that seems to come about this film is the fact that obviously when it was made, and the fact that the Vietnam War was still pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. still pretty fresh, and it's and it's that that kind of um. Just looking, I think one of the things that sets this film is like it's almost like it looks at the psychological state of somebody who's come back. So it's the fact that they they, like Tommy Lee Jones and William Devane in the film, they do seem to be quite kind of almost shells, post-traumatic stress. Yeah, as in they they don't know how to express emotion or anything like that. For them, it's just okay. This is what happens. They've seen a whole bunch of rubbish, and this is, and it seems it seems quite interesting that a film will be released that close to the events of just showing people. But then again, that's probably why I didn't get a general release. I mean, that and the violence Violates, so probably, yeah. probably just wasn't a very. Because I figured that if if they thought it was a sellable concept or the way that probably America wanted to see itself at that time, they would have figured out a way of of releasing it. But I'm guessing that it was just like some people were thinking: "Oh, we don't want to hear that right now. We no. don't want to. We don't want to hear that these guys. We've sent these guys off and they've come back and they're messed up in the head. Kind no. of. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. This was. I think this was probably more of a revenge movie, but you can yeah. see the. The yeah, because ideas it, behind it is because it's, it's going to seriously affect you if you've been tortured yeah. and you spent some time. Yeah, which, which is a, which is uh, perhaps we'll talk about it later. I was going to yeah. say, when <laughs> the time comes with Beth because they've done that like a post-traumatic stress yeah. thing. But um, yeah. So I, I just have to say you have to see this film really. Yeah. Um, it's but, uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's from 1977, so it's very dated. Probably, you know, it's not going to be the high definition print or whatever. But yeah. Although Blu-ray, it should be, shouldn't it? it should Well, it, it will be.
0: They'll, they'll they'll remaster it. They'll mm-hmm. remaster it. But it it wouldn't be the same as what you get nowadays. There will be. they you could you would tell you'll be able to tell it was made in the seventies. Seventies. Yeah. Well, I think that that's almost that's almost got its own kind of charm now. When you see like seventy cinema, it's got its own kind of. Otherworldliness has, that yeah. that it gives it almost like a greater reality. It's not that slick. It's not that it's it's, it's gritty. It's 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 gritty and it sort of tells you the thing. And this film, it seems like because you know what we're talking about, it being more of a revenge movie. It seems like it starts off looking a little bit like an exploration of what happens when somebody comes back from something like nine years in a prisoner of war camp. But then, somewhere, of what you said, it sounds like it turns into Death Wish.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's similar. It's, <laughs> it, it turns basically. into like it
0: turns into a, it's into a Death Wish movie, and it's essentially Charles Bronson walking around and like finding all these people <laughs> that have wronged him. Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: The kind of film that's coming. I just real. That's the kind of film that's coming back nowadays with Taken. Yeah, Taken and yeah, Among the Gravestones. All those sort yeah, of films. Yeah. 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 Oh, what? Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, oh, yeah. What's okay. that one? Um, I keep thinking I'm back. That's a great film.
2: Oh, oh, John it? Wick. John Wick. John yeah, Wick. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't seen that's John so Wick. Good. I really wanted to see that.
0: It was in and out of the cinema on the island before you could say anything. So it's all right. But anyway, and I think if nothing else, um, yeah, yes you said, watch for a young Tommy Lee Jones. Young Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> absolutely. brilliant. He's one of these actors that I reckon, I reckon that his face, he grew into his face as he grew older. Like his face suits him more, more the yeah. older he is. Uh, it, it's a bit like Walter Matthau. Oh, like yeah. you, you see you see young Walter Matthau, and you think there's something not quite right. The when he actually grows older, you're like, now we get it. Now his face makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having said that, you've seen um, Men in Black 3. I have, yeah. Man you, know what, three, you know what? You know Josh. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin plays yeah. a young Tommy Lee Jones, and nails it.
1: He does it really. He's he so good. It. He does.
0: Yeah. Sounds like him. They actually, actually, you can actually imagine Josh Brolin being a young Tommy Lee Jones. It's so crazy. And then the funniest thing is that then there's actually another actor called Tom Lipinski who looks like as he looks like a young um, Josh Brolin. Really? Yeah, it's actually very freaky. You might, you think of maybe Josh Brolin isn't telling his wife something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, see, I've got this theory that Brad Pitt is, is Robert Redford's son. <laughs> I swear down. I I, I say now that, uh, I mean, I, he was in a film called Moneyball, where he plays... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he looked like Robert Redford. In fact, I thought it was Robert <laughs> Redford. So have you ever seen Moneyball? Wow,
0: that's, that's okay, okay. awesome. I've just shown I've just shown Sean a picture of Tom Lipinski. He he Whoa. looks like Josh Brolin. <laughs> He's Josh it? Brolins, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks like Josh Brolin so much so that there was a film called Labor Day with Josh Brolin and Kate Winslet and well, they got saw that, yeah. and they called Tom Lipinski to play the younger version of Josh Brolin. Wow, and I think people just probably thought that they just de-aged him with some sort of computer yeah. wizardry and all that. But
1: there was a um, what was a film with Harrison Ford. There's a film with Harrison Ford. Uh, and, oh, and the *Age of Age of Adelaide. *Age of Adelaide. And yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I think we had this conversation before, and it wasn't. But they they got a damn good look alike of oh, Harrison for, Ford, Ford, didn't yeah. they? For oh, a Young yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really did. Okay.
0: All right. Cool. We are running out of time. But the, thanks for that show on *Rolling Thunder*. It makes me actually want to go see this film because I think it's it's like a it's like a good mix of revenge, die oh not die hard, *Death Wish* movie. But also, it sounds like there is something in there about what does this. It's kind of it sounds like a backdoor thing. It's like we're gonna make this a revenge movie, but we're gonna sneak all this other stuff in there like a sort of Trojan horse. Yeah, check it out. It's good. Uh, okay. I think you'll enjoy it. And now onto the onto the section of the show which we call Isle of Movies. Isle of Movies and this week we are talking about a film that could quite easily be in what uh, another one of our features is which is exception to the rule. Which is a film that has been made after nineteen eighty, but we still think it's so good that you could make you could hold it up in any any era of movies. Now, this is a movie based on an island, based on a, directed by Martin Scorsese, a master star, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, Sir Ben Kingsley, quite a good cast actually. Michelle Williams, oh Emily Max von Mortimer, Seder. oh Max von Sydow, forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, it's this. This has got uh, this is good. So we're talking about Shutter Island. Shutter Island, based on the Dennis De, Dennis Lehane. Dennis, Dennis Lehane. 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 I was going to call him Dehane, but no, that's somebody else dennis lehane um novel and now this film this film, uh, because whenever we talk about Isle of movies we often ask okay, could this film have been made on this island and i think in you know, like in the middle of winter and a rainy this film actually could have been made on this island it because could, yeah. it kicks off with people on a boat so you can just imagine them on the red funnel so like coming across like you know this sort of like wavy water coming towards this sort of like shrouded in mystery island and you never really know what's going on and it's Leonard DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo are this. Are these policemen or these lieutenants who are coming to the island to investigate the disappearance of one of the inmates because it's kind of like a it's kind of like a mental asylum. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, when you talk about mental hospitals, we have the old Wycroft, which is where I used to, I used to live in Wycroft. <laughs> I used to live in Wycroft, which everybody's tell me, Oh my god, oh Wycroft, that's a scary place. It used to be the mental Hospital. So yeah, you can have that as well already and and he's escaped from it, nobody knows where it is, and it's like this film that keeps going on. But as it's going on, it's you're not quite sure what's going on because the, the DiCaprio character looks like he's being haunted and all that kind of stuff by by the ghost of his dead wife. And and you think about the island, you think about being haunted. People people have regularly told me uh, very proudly about how haunted the island is and how many different buildings we have that have ghosts in there and all that. So I, I actually think, okay, to get that out of the way, I reckon, yeah, this could be made on the island. Oh, we, sh- we should remake this film on the island. We could, <laughs> do, yeah. we could totally remake it. But yeah, so it's the same, but it's this of I guess the that the what they call it is a psychological thriller. Because he goes to the island, he's obviously sort of traumatized by his wife. And as the film goes, and you're like, okay, what's up with his wife? Is she dead? Did she leave him? Or where is she going on? Why does she? Is she still alive? And does she come coming back? Is this actually a supernatural movie? Because it, does it actually have ghosts in it, or is it actually like a straightforward policeman cop thriller? and the, and all that. But anyway, what do you think about the film?
1: Yeah, I, I, I really like the film. I think it's, um, I was just trying to think when we were saying about the island. Now, if I was to film it, you know, you know, um, Freshwater Bay, but yeah. as you're going out of Freshwater Bay yeah. and you've got that chalk cliff up the top there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I reckon that would have been a good place to, there, there, the, that, yeah. you know, similar sort of thing because there is some, you know. There's, there's a lot of rocky, cliffs. Yeah, yeah a there's a lot of, of rocky cliffs in the film. yeah. So I'd probably have it that way towards Woods and Needles. But anyway, yeah, no, back to the film. It's a great film. I I have to say, I can't say enough about DiCaprio. I, I, I love mm-hmm. him. I think he's just gone from strength to strength to strength and all the roles I see him in, I, I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But the, the film itself, you never really know, do you? You, you, you never don't know really... what it is. You don't know <laughs> if he's on, if they're drugging him, maybe he's <laughs> an inmate, maybe yeah, he's just yeah, seeing yeah. all these things going on and meeting people and perhaps he's, you know, just delusional. Or, yeah. But... but you know he's with his mate and all these different characters and the doctors are very mysterious as the, well. the like, doctors are very kingsley my... and siddow they both play these doctors don't they and they look at him all strange and yeah he's going, trying to find out stuff so yeah and yeah. It's, it's just it, it is it's quite
0: weird i mean there's, totally it, there's one particular scene i remember where they go into a room with emily mortimer and she's supposed to be like an inmate in the place and everything like that and then they all come round and she's supposed to be this woman who's disappeared and the, the way that seems going, you're watching and you're going, what's going on here? And you get this feeling that there's something off. Something not quite right. But yet. you can't put your finger on it. And then the the, the fact that, like, you know, the DiCaprio and Marco Flero show up at this place, but then it looks as if they're now trapped in the place and they can't go anywhere. Yeah. And it keeps meeting all these different people and they keep and the inmates telling one thing or another. And he's trying to. Uh, uh, yeah, scary. there's
1: there's there's. um. There's a bit in the island where they just get off the boat, they get off the ferry, and, yeah. and they're walking. And there's like this old lady. They're doing gardening and stuff. Look at the characters and She just looks at him and just puts puts a finger oh. to her lips and goes, "Shh." Like, oh yeah. That's pretty low. Whoa, uh, that really that really stuck in my mind. That one. Do you know that oh, yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah She yeah. goes, she just and then, looks then, at him and goes, "Shh." Puts a puts a finger to the lips. And,
0: oh, and then and then there's a bit right where they where they're interviewing all the inmates and All oh, that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Like, she so asked for a drink of water, asked for a drink of water, what? and then when they go, she writes like something like, Run out of this place, yeah, quickly, or run, or yeah. run on this people of <laughs> and hands it to him. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's and it just goes on. And then, obviously, then it's and it's one of these films that has you, what you say, like a twist towards yeah. the end, which you don't want to because no, 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 we can't, we can't do you, you, don't, you don't want to say what it is, but but something happens, and it makes you sort of almost re watch the entire film in your head <laughs> yeah. to go. Oh, because it's not like a it's not like a David Lynch movie a David Lynch movie in which where things go a bit crazy and you never really know what's going on and you finish watching the film and you're like what the heck was that I don't actually know what I just watched I don't know, I don't know what's just happened I don't know who that was why did that why did that lizard show up I don't know why was what was that cat speaking <laughs> so, It's not it's like I think Shutter Island is a bit more like you you spend some time intrigued and wondering what the heck is going yeah, on going on yeah. and like and he has some amazing scenes and like with storms and the rain and all that i just think it's just the cinematography in it. there's some real stark remember memorable images there's, uh, there's
1: there's one that he, he he sort of finds himself in disorientated in like i don't know if it's a solitary confinement um and he, he finds this prisoner which i assume is jack earl haley which is a do you know
0: oh jackie earl Haley. yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's
1: just like he's, he's, I, I really like it he's he's a
0: it. he's a really good actor. He, he doesn't do actor. much. I no, think he, doesn't he does do a, much. I think he does a lot more stuff on stage. Yeah, but he's
1: very good. He is good. Yeah. So, but but there's that bit, and that's sort of almost um, it's like Dar- I, I think that scene is like Dali-ish painting with, with you know because you you don't know if you're up or down or are yeah. around and it's just all in a yeah. spin and yeah. faces through the bars and it's yeah, yeah it's, it's,
0: it's and and I yeah. think it, it tells you a bit about I think Scorsese's skill. That after all that, and after you spend so much time confused and wondering what the heck is going on, it makes sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 it
2: does. After all that, something happens,
0: yeah. and then the whole film just sort of crystallizes in this one point, and then everything makes everything sense. Everything makes sense. All it. the nonsense you've seen, all the what the heck was that, all that kind of stuff, it just makes sense. And I'm not sure whether that's in the, uh, I think obviously it has to be in the original novel, but... It's it's one of those things that I would love to read the original novel and see how they translated some of those ideas into the film because I think the film does them quite masterfully. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: I, I, it's an, another film I think that did that masterly, that type of thing was, was The Sixth Sense. I always like oh, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it always going through your mind again. You think, oh yeah, oh yeah, you, you oh saw, yeah. You saw a yeah, good oh, go yeah. and watch, watch the whole <laughs> film again. Going, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so oh, that
0: yeah. that's what was <laughs> <happening again>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's the
0: kind of film that you can watch in one way. You can watch it in one way before the film actually the first time you watch it. Yeah. Then once you actually finish watching the film, you go back and watch it away and it's like watching a whole different film. Yeah. And then you go, you show the film to other people and you just sit down there watching the people watching the film going, ah, you don't know what's going here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um and also the caves. The oh, caves. Yeah, the caves, yeah. Shang Chine.
1: Must be, yeah. Yeah, film that in Shang Clint Chine. Yep.
0: Oh, man, I, I actually want to make this a series now. I just want to make it, you know, like you an could, you could,
1: Yeah, you could find little locations, couldn't you? And,
0: you could totally find little yeah. locations and, like, recreate the film. Yeah. And then just find a nice rainy day, which will not be that hard. We are in England. <laughs> <laughs> then just, And then just, like, you know, film all those bitters walking to the cliff and all that. We could totally do this. Do this. Could yeah, totally we could totally do should. it. We should try it. We should try it. <laughs> all right, we're almost out of time. This has been a lot of fun. Hope you've enjoyed it as well. Until the next time, do take it easy, get well soon, listen to your doctors, and remember that, as always, let's say together, Sean, they They don't don't make them them like like they they used to. to. Thank you.